Hi, everybody. Welcome back. My name is Brian Trendler, and this is episode four of Shut Up and Laugh. I am really, really excited for this particular podcast this evening because I am sitting across from the amazing and lovely and incredibly talented Elise Enriquez. Hi. Hi. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. Today. It is so good to see you. I love being in you. the studio with you. Isn't this fun? It is fun. It's totally not a home. No, well, I promise. No, no, there aren't Star Wars posters everywhere. No, the the geek of this show and everything <laughs> else isn't coming out in any way, shape, or form. No. This this is great for you know the airwaves because I'm sure everyone's just picturing this. I don't <laughs> live in my grandmother's basement, everyone. This is my home, but. Uh, Let's see. You used to visit me a lot at the Remarkable Room and I my did. business partner, Marcel Allen. Um, yeah, so it, it's a bit of a shift, but we're here. I'm here anyway and making it my own. Yes, so I love it. Welcome to Shut Up and Laugh. Um, for anyone who hasn't listened to any of these podcasts before, I have the utmost joy of interviewing as many people as I can till either get hit by a bus or something else happens. I have no idea. But the whole point of this is reach out to people who have a message or who have ex have experiences that are, I think, worthwhile. And when I put this original outreach out onto my proverbial social medias, I have been inundated with people that have wanted to be interviewed. And that's been a really amazing thing. And to be honest with you, I'm not sure you were one of them as far as saying, I want to be interviewed, but I wanted to interview you, <laughs> Dad Burnett. So I didn't just step on my own foot there, but it's been, a, a you know, I've, I've known you for years now. It's been a long time. It has. At least... 10 years? Probably? It's been at least 10 years. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of people can say that they talk to me after 10 years. So yeah. this is, I mean, I this is a good thing. I but I just keep doing it. <laughs> Small circles, only getting smaller. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. That, that, that started off awkward. Yeah. Um, everyone who gets to sit in the seat in front of me gets to get hit with a couple of really great questions. Okay. And the whole point of this is, and again, the whole point of shut up and laugh is I'm not trying to be mean when, when I say that. Like, hey, you with the face, shut up and laugh. No, it really has to do with why are people so serious all the time? What is happening out there? Let's get back to grassroots. Let's get back to what makes people people. Um, why are we humaning so differently, right? That's officially my new word, like hashtag humaning. humaning. Okay. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of an ugly thing out there. And laughter, I think, is still one of the binding agents that needs to be brought back into the mix on a regular basis. Or if nothing else, an appreciation of humor. Let people's personalities come out. Stop being such a goddamn Nancy world. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I know you well enough to know you've got some stories. You have some things that you can share that deep, you've been through, experienced deep, dark. <laughs> Where is the body, Elise? You know, <laughs> you have no idea. No one will know. No one will know until you say the so, and this is permanent, and oh. now... Okay. Okay. Shoot. Puerto Rico has a really crappy extradition law, just so you know. <laughs> you know, a few people that have been on the show, we've just never seen them again. Oh, no. no idea. Oh, my Why gosh. Why did I agree to this? Well, it's true. You're, let's go. Let's go to sleep. You're in my den now, and oh, that just sounded yeah, super creepy. creepy. That's creepy. We're going to leave it at that. Okay. So, a little bit of background on Elise Enriquez. And I can't roll my R's. So, if I'm supposed to say it like, <laughs> well, I just there's sound only like one R's. So you don't really have to. Yeah, but, but it, it'd be sexier if I did. It would be more fun. Now, can you sure. roll your R's? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, was that was that on purpose? Or? Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. How do you like do you that? Just, I don't know. You just. Um, is your tongue behind your front teeth or it's almost up at my gums oh, and you see. just like relax it. See, I have reset, I have receding gum lines. So that's probably why. That's totally it. Yeah. That's this is a very expensive surgeries yeah. in, in my future. 
<laughs> yeah, I have too much teeth. I'm like, fantastic. Too much teeth. Too much teeth. Um, and great. Actually, we're going to talk about that in just a couple of minutes. Okay. So talk about a tangent that you don't know it's going to happen. Again, this works so well on a podcast versus being broadcast on, uh, you know, a live or something. But your eyes just literally almost popped off, <laughs> popped out yeah. of your head. Had I'm you worn what? glasses, I'd be holding them yes. now. Yes. So, okay. I do a little background on everybody who, again, gets to sit across from me. And by the way, this is not like speaking with a president or something or an official person of any way, shape or form. I'm just a local business person. I'm a chucklehead. Um, I've been in business for 25 or so years. Um, I realized very quickly at one point that <laughs> corporate America just can shove it. I just, I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't ask permission to go to the restroom <laughs> or be de denied yep. or ask permission or, you know, lie. <laughs> I've had a lot of ants die, you know, <laughs> just to get time off. Like, <laughs> like my, uh, my family have? tree is like one stick now no. because everyone's gone <laughs> according to my, you know, work yes. history. So I do a little background check, for lack of better words, on folks. And this is nothing deep. I just like to, again, to get okay. that expression. Um, you are from, and I'm not going to say it right, Sela. Sela, Washington. Central Washington. Okay, I was going to say, just where the hell is Sela? Oh, yeah, if any, really? If anybody knows Yakima, then Sela, you go yeah, you can Sela you can watch your dog run, run away for three days. Yeah. It's, it's so flat. Yeah, totally, completely. But you you drive past Sela, not through Sela to get to Yakima. So you can't even say it's a drive through town. Is it like one one extra one off ramp? No, there's two. There's wow. two. Yeah, we've got two, two off ramps. Um, Do you have plumbing? <laughs> no, uh -uh. no, no, no. That's too bad. That's okay, source that's subject, too advanced. It's okay. It's all right. What do you like? No, if you know treetop apple juice. So I, if you know I do. Treetop apple juice, yes. which people typically know all around the country, that is Sela, Washington. Wow. Yeah. So it's just one entire fruit. Yeah, that's all. It's just okay. a big jar just of apple the, juice. Just the yeah. teat of the Northwest. <laughs> yes. It's just one the big fruit, sourced the fruit. fruit. Teat. Yeah. 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 Okay. That wow. that went weird. I never thought I would say that phrase. Thanks. Oh, and now it's recorded. Now too. it's permanent. Awesome. Once again, it's really, we got nowhere to go up. <laughs> Hashtag fruit tea. Nowhere to That's go but up. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Sela Washington, uh, you currently live in Mont Lake Terrace. I do. And um, let's just get right into it, man. You are engaged to Kim Hope, one of my heroes. <laughs> Tell me hey. about Kim. Oh, gosh. Kim Hope is the most joyful person I have ever, ever, ever met until I met her aunt. And I realized, oh, she's exactly like her aunt. Yeah. And so when you're with the two of them, like you can't help but feel like constant joy and happiness mm -hmm. and optimism. She's just, that's how Kim's wired. There's, there's like no other way to describe her than joyful. There's a micro gif going around Facebook right now of when Charlie Brown met Snoopy for the first time. <laughs> Have you seen it by any chance? No. It's like 15 seconds. And mm -hmm. it's a famous little scene because Snoopy's like hiding behind either a bucket or like a small bale of hay in mm -hmm. a, like a like a farm. And Charlie Brown walks in the door and Snoopy kind of go, goes and pops his little head up. And then it's completely quiet because it's a it's a gif or jif if you're stupid. And <laughs> and they make eye contact and it's like one of those moments. Yeah. And then Snoopy comes around and then they kind of get into each other's arms. And Aww. I literally saw that the other day and I was like, oh my God, that's Elise and Kim. <laughs> it kind of is. Now, I don't it know who's is. who in that particular oh, anecdote. Gosh. She's but Snoopy. 
Because she does the Snoopy dance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because she's a, she's a very, dance. very physical person yeah, when she, she talks and she moves and it's beautiful. I love her. Yeah, you wouldn't think it. And then all of a sudden it comes out. Like she yeah. can be very calm, very Like steady, a polite seizure. Very quiet, yes. And then <laughs> there's just this outburst, joyful yeah. seizure thing yeah. that happens. Yeah. And she's very- That could be in a shirt. She's very animated. And her yeah. eyes are just like bright, bright blue and just like- they get so excited and yeah. so, and they, but they also like see into your very soul. Which well, is yeah, she's, she's horrible. creepy too. Let's just, yeah. let's just outline yeah. that right now. Okay. Frightening. Very good. I've never had anybody watch me this as closely as she watches. And I was, I would get annoyed by that yeah. when we first started dating. I'm like, why are you watching me? Like, what are you doing? She's like, mm-hmm. I just like you. I'm like, oh. Like you're paying attention to me. Yeah, it, that, that's concept. weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. is that how that's supposed to work? <laughs> that's how healthy relationships nice. are supposed to actually be. Yeah, it's kind of nice. Yeah, I like, like it. hey, I care about you. I'm going to witness what you do and yeah. learn how to compensate or be here for you or yeah. catch you when you fall or it actually, push you if you piss me off. It happens with us, you know? so it's pretty damn cool. Oh, love it. I love it. Okay, well, okay, so Kim Hope and you. Oh, yes. true love forever. <laughs> I'll make it a little heart thing. And it's weird. I often do this, and this that's is more apple. like 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 two Pac-Mans who have hit. Or an apple, I, which would be treetop all over again. See, we're bringing it back. Yeah, pretty nasty-looking apple. Yeah, the way I'm doing that. Okay. That anyway, pumpkin. Uh, <laughs> you and I share a birthday month. We do. That's one of my we're next July babies. facts. We're July babies. And Kim now, is too. Kim is too. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, so I'm the twelfth, and I'm so I'm Cancer. Mm-hmm. Cancer. Uh, you're also Cancer. July eighth. She's July fifth. She's also Cancer. Wow. And we're getting married on seven eleven. Seven eleven. Will there 5th, be Slurpees? You know, people are asking about that. You kind of have to at this point. Well, I think maybe we'll do slurpees for kids or something like that. What about and then just shaved ice? Frosé. I, I don't know what that is. Frozen rosé. Kim frozen loves rosé. Rose. And I was like. And oh, that's a wine that. thing. Yeah. See, I have no class. I've never <laughs> drank wine. I don't understand to drink something and have a dry mouth afterwards. Rose's it freaks me out. Stuff that you're seeing everywhere. It's like, no, you know, I like don't. how IPAs have taken over beers, like rose has taken over wines. And we've had a beer conversation yes. recently as well off yeah. the Yeah, air. you don't really know about IPAs. And you realize how out. completely yeah. idiotic I am in that sense, too. I'm like, if you I can't know. see through it, I will not drink it. <laughs> no. So, and, and wine just freaks me out. So, a rose, a, a rose. A frozen rosé, frosé. A frosé. It's a portmanteau, right? Isn't that what that's called? These are real world words? problems yeah. here that we're solving totally. on Shut Up and Laugh. Totally. Yeah. Okay, good, good. But now you um, know, it's the adult Slurpee. <laughs> it's a grown-up Slurpee. <laughs> okay. Well, to make sure the kids don't get the light pink, they can have like the red wow. or the blue. But See, I just found out that you can rent a shaved ice maker, so I'm thinking, oh shit, I'm there. Oh no, they, well you like, can rent Slurpee. That's not technically Slurpee, yeah. you know, trademark machine, yeah. but at the same place where you can rent a pressure washer. Mm-hmm. You can rent a slushy machine. <laughs> That's there's something wrong about no, that. Uh, the but same that just phone. shows uh, that just tells me it's heavy duty. That's what it tells me. It tells me that Frosé machine is not going to let you down. That's what it, wow. it might be gas powered. No, I have to have a pull cord on it. But I think we need to have that. a whole other episode <laughs> on the amazing shopping experiences in Mont Lake Terrace because I don't know anywhere where I could go in the 15 mile radius to be able to get a That's shaved Avenue. ice thing and a. It's on Would you say a Would, power spray? Yeah, totally. Oh, pressure washer. So pressure for anybody washer. in the Seattle area listening, like you guys know what Aurora Avenue is. Like everything can be found on Aurora Avenue. <laughs> That's where yes. this rental place is. Yeah, it's called VD, penicillin, <laughs> uh, Dick's, uh-huh. burgers. burgers. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, burgers. I should have started with Dick's. Yeah. Because naturally after that becomes a VD. Anyway, we're going into a whole different place. Um, So we've covered the important thing, yes. July babies. Yes. And I'm even, I'm elated even more to realize that Kim is part of that experience. And then you are a University of Washington graduate. I am. Of what profession? Of what, 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 what am I trying major? to say? What was your major? <laughs> what was profession? your major? Communications. Communications. Mm-hmm. How's that working out for you? 
Uh, I'm here with like in a studio with a microphone in front of me. Feels huh? kind of See what I did there? Yeah, yeah I brought that back to me because it's all about my show. It's um, <laughs> it's like so. I think I, I, I'm probably hopefully don't upset a bunch of communications majors out there from from uh, UW, but UW was more of a theoretical communications program. So you more learned, of a theoretical college for some people. Yeah, yeah. You learned about communications as a concept yeah but wsu was really more about applied communications like journalism and things UW had a journalism program but you actually had like full-blown journalism stuff going on at wsu so for me communications major was like i don't know what i want to be when i grow up this seems pretty cool Mm -hmm. media okay i'll study that okay that was my major was i'm judging from a completely bs perspective Mm because i went to cornish college of the arts Uh i was I was a game hen, for God's sakes. I mean, it's game a, hen? a Cornish game hen. That's just oh, a stupid gosh. joke that we use because we had, you know, it's a private like, school. It's I an art school. I believed it for just a second. Yeah. I really, that was. I did make a shirt at that point. And, <laughs> of and we, you did. I did. I passed them out because I realized that we were all so depressed that we're going to an art college. No math and no foreign language. Thank God. But no future either. So you really kind of had to make your own. Um, anyway. Okay. So I think one of the coolest things about some of the background stuff I just did. And here's the last one. You have an amazing quote on one of your profiles. And I think it might be on your, on your Facebook profile of memory search. It says, how wonderful is it that nobody need wait a single moment before starting to improve the world? Mm-hmm. Who's that from? Anne Frank. Anne Frank. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? I'm so glad I knew because I always forget. Who I would have caught from. you. And I just been like, seriously? <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was like, oh wait, that's the Anne Frank quote. I did Phew. see your eyes cross for a I quick know, moment, which I didn't know the memories reside right there yeah. in between your eyes. That's my that's panic look, went. apparently. I can't cross my eyes on purpose. But well, I something just happened did it. there. I just did it. <clears throat> a little bit. It was kind of creepy. I wish we were, we were we, I wish there was I'm video. I start recording from yes. behind me the whole time. Um, so why did you choose that? Hmm. Well, I just feel like we're all supposed to be here to be doing something, right? Mm-hmm. We should, I, I think there's this kind of, my, my mom didn't say it all the time, but there's always this sense of leave places better than you found it. So if like mm-hmm. you go stay at a friend's house, like it better it be all you picked vacuum. up when you leave. Yeah. You should, yeah. Right. Like scrub <laughs> the floors. No, that never <laughs> happened. But there was this kind of sense of like, leave things better than you found them. And so I think there's that paired with my kind of natural wiring for seeing potential. Mm-hmm. And so it just seems like we, we can be taking steps now every day to make things better. We don't have to wait for anything. I love that. Yeah. That's great. And I've, I've experienced some of that as well. Cause, um, she used to work on me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, years back as a business coach. It, but, uh, <laughs> well, uh, actually, yeah, that, uh, that was not we an worked, Aurora Avenue comment. We that worked was, together. We worked together yeah, and you kicked you. my ass <laughs> and you left me better than when Aww, you found me. Thanks. Absolutely. So, Thank but you. we'll get into that sappy crap later. Okay. Um, here's one of your first questions and it's, it's kind of funny. My eyes are so crossing again. Your okay. eyes are crossing Ooh. again. It's okay. I should actually take a picture of that. So I have social proof of you going. Durr. Okay. Um, and, and and this is not a serious question. So oh. this is a this is a curveball on a light level. But we're gonna but we're gonna start up there and okay. then and then go go deep. You're gonna love this. How do people react to that insanely big smile of yours? Oh, uh. <laughs> I I ask this because okay. I know people who know you only by name, and they literally say, "Oh my God, is that the woman with the smile that covers half of her face?" <laughs> I don't know how to take that. You that, have an amazing, oh. beautiful smile. Okay. That is everything I just said. Okay. But 
I don't think you realize that you're actually known for it. I did not know this. So how does that make you feel? I just want to hit you. It, it It's yeah. silly. It's kind of zany, but, but people are like, oh my God, she's the one with the insanely big smile. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I'm like, well, shit. Yeah. It's only what yeah, I know. Ninja Lee's that looks like, you know, it's true. It's me. Um, I feel like my Anne Hathaway, like that big, like Anne Hathaway big, um, she's got a big or Julia Roberts big. Well, I mean, I I have nothing complimentary to say about Julia Roberts because <laughs> she creeps me out. So no. Okay. But. All right. So, well, the, okay. So the interesting thing about so how do I react? I didn't know this. So okay. How I'm reacting right now. You're getting it right now. I'm yeah. Uncomfortable. Un- uncomfortable. And really? I'm like I'm like really. I didn't know. Is it too big? Is it all these things? And then the the place where my head goes though is a deeper place, mm-hmm. which is uh, I think when I'm like with people and enjoying people, yeah. I do naturally smile a lot. And I, I just lot. like, I do, I get caught up in them and yep. I get excited and smile. I have a harder time smiling for myself. And so that is something that this creepy person that I'm engaged to has noticed is <laughs> she'll like, when I'm happy about Stop something, listening, Kim. <laughs> when I'm smiling <laughs> about something or when I'm happy about something for myself, mm-hmm. I will close my mouth. I'll do, and I wish this is where I do wish we had a camera mm-hmm. going because I'll just like, you'll purse like, your lips, almost purse my lips, close my yep. lips around my teeth. Yep. Like, and she'll say, so it got to the point really early on where she'd say, let them out. I was like, huh? And she's like, let those teeth out. I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, smile. You want to smile right now. I love let this. Let yourself smile. And I so love this. I do it really easily, like <laughs> on behalf of other people and yeah. with other people. But when I have my own moments, yeah. it's very interesting that I did not know this about myself. Do you like your smile? Uh, sometimes. Okay. Sometimes I have, so here's my other, here's my other story. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in college. Well, cut two things. One is I was always self-conscious about my lips because they're big. Mm-hmm. And from what other people have told me now, they're beautiful. Yes, they um, are. When I was little, my dad mm-hmm. would say, oh, Miha, Miha's like my daughter, right? Yeah. Miha, yeah. uh, your lips are as luscious as worms. Oh, and that is just not. Never felt like a good thing. No, uh, I've, I've never met a luscious worm. I right? didn't run from. Right. And yeah. so then one time in high school, this boy told me I had very, like he was, we were not dating. Yeah. We were in science class and he like was looking at me and I was like, Hey, and I totally could have been crushing on him, but like, mm-hmm. I was like, my friend liked him. So I was just like, no, I'll pretend like I don't. Sure. And he was like, you have very kissable lips. And I was like, huh? <laughs> I didn't know how to take, like, I just laughed just now about like, what? Your eyes just that? crossed a little I know, bit. I crossed again, right? <laughs> so there's a lips part of it. And then this other time in college, this guy said, um, it, who was, it was not a compliment. <laughs> he was, oh. I was, it, we were sitting in a, uh, you know, a, a quartet in the English class. We're all like, you know, turn your desks toward each other and talk about this chapter kind of scenario. And I was saying something and he was kind of leaning with, on his elbow with his chin on his hand. And he says, Right in the middle as I'm talking about this book that we're supposed to be talking about, I said, you know what? You have really pointy teeth. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, what? And so, I was like, and then oh. you bit him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. With my pointy, pointy teeth. Yeah, because like, that's canine, justified. Canine indents yeah. on him with scars on his arm huh. now. So I think there's like, I've had these like little mixed messages about it. Sure. So I don't think, I don't think I didn't like my smile, but I think I had, I hold on to that kind of stuff mm-hmm. more than I hold on to compliments. So I think that's um, inherent though to yeah. most people. Yeah. See, I, I personally, I love the fact that I'm frankly loving doing podcasts because I still think I have a face made for radio. 
I disagree. I, I don't. Well, thank you. Thank you. But I, I don't like the way I look. I never have. Mm-hmm. I hate my smile. I hate the fact that I suffered through braces as a kid back in the day when there was or were metal bands around oh, each yes. one of my teeth. Uh-huh. So that's actually what has destroyed my gum line, top, mm-hmm. bottom, back, front. And I'm looking at multi-thousands of dollars to get that crap fixed one of these days. Or I'm literally looking at losing those teeth mm-hmm. that I somewhat value. But I don't like my teeth. I don't like my face. I think my lips are stupid. You know, I mean, all that <laughs> stuff. And it's it's bizarre because I don't smile. I, mm-hmm. I literally realize I catch myself often, even if I'm enjoying a conversation with someone, but it's in the digital realm, mm-hmm. I don't smile. Mm-hmm. and that's kind of bizarre. I I think that you do. I mean, just because I know you, yeah, you do. You do smile, but it's like when you are genuinely enjoying, yeah, somebody, yeah. you definitely smile. Yeah, yeah. So, so there we go. Thank oh, you. Us and our smiles. That's we your first question. Work. Okay. Do you like that? So we went deeper than we thought. Huh? A little like, bit deeper. I, you thought that was going to be like it was just like soft, easy. Yeah, you know, not you not go. just dentine level. Yeah. We went gingivitis. Oh yeah, totally. We I went was flossing. Yeah. I was like getting in yeah. there. <laughs> It's <laughs> really getting in there with a water pick or something. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, next question. Yes. Who or what actually jump started the motivation for starting your career? My coaching career? Your coaching career. Okay. So So we're jumping to present, but with yeah. a little nod toward the past. I would have to say Brian Buffini. So I was, I had, uh, I, I was at Microsoft for a number of years, left corporate America, like you left corporate America. Like I can't do this. And I didn't realize why, but I just knew I couldn't Yeah. and went into real estate and in real estate, I happened to get on at a firm where at a brokerage where they had just brought on this new program, uh, called 100 Days to Greatness, I think it was. And so it was a real estate coaching program that Brian Buffini does. And I had never been exposed to coaching before at all, or really any kind of self-help type stuff. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, in college, obviously I was, I said I was a communications major. I was fascinated by all the studies. I loved sociology class. I thought I wanted to be a psych major. So I had interest in human behavior and development and growth and all those kinds of things. But it always felt like, ah, but I don't want to be a therapist. So I don't know what I want to be. And so getting exposure to just the idea of being able to improve yourself and move others forward was this, the beginning of it because mm-hmm. it was because of him that I started reading all these other books. So I say him and then Lou Tice who wrote Smart Talk. Smart Talk, yep. yeah. Okay. Lou Tice, like the whole idea of like how we talk to ourselves. Yeah. That was just at that time, like that was the first per- – like personal growth, self-help book I'd ever read. I was mm-hmm. just like, this is blowing my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that was the spark of it was this real estate coach. He's, he's fun. He's got this great Irish accent, you know, super successful in real estate uh, and had a, you know, has a very successful, you know, coaching practice for real estate agents. Hmm. That's really specific about growing their business. Uh, and so he was, yeah, he was the spark for me. Now I think I've heard his name before. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. He's also entertaining as hell, isn't he? Yeah. Oh gosh. Great yeah. speaker. Okay. Great speaker. Okay. So he um he would have these turning point events. So he he that's how he got, you know, coaching clients. He'd travel mm-hmm. around the country doing these seminars and then he would sign up for coaching because he's just so damn engaging. And then you don't work with him, you know, you work with the coaches so, that he hires, you know. You and work so, with the lackey in Jersey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they like, were great and everything, but they were very focused on a very specific sales program, yeah. like do this, do this, do this. And, uh, and so it wasn't, you know, in the end, it wasn't the right fit for me, but it gave me exposure Mm -hmm. to the whole idea of coaching and personal growth and development. Awesome. Um, you have a company 
mm-hmm. called. Well, actually, I let me rephrase that. You have a program called Get Your Shit Together. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is why this has to be categorized as an explicit show because, because of, of you. <laughs> yeah, because of you and your company yeah. that has a program called Get Your Shit Together. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> for starters, I love that. I laugh when <laughs> I hear that. I've always laughed when I hear that. So for starters, tell me about it really briefly, and then I'm going to hit you with a, a, a couple little follow-ups about the naming okay. process that you went through. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so basically like the basic boil it down as small as I can, uh, way to describe it is it's a program where I help you build a bonus brain to hold everything that needs to be remembered so that you're not counting on your actual brain to remember things because your actual brain is not a reliable storage device. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we're all holding too much in our heads and we're all trying to get too much done that we quite frankly can't get done. We're not realistic. So build a bonus brain so you can Hold it all and see it all and make really good choices about what you want to move forward. I love that. Um, (laughs) Why did you call it Get Your Shit Together, though? Oh, gosh. You're wanting me to remember? I want you to use your bonus brain. Okay. And give me a little bit of background because I I want to know, were there hesitations about that name? (laughs) Were you worried about offending people? Did you offend people? Did you use a bunch of people to sound off on have you had to deal with fallout or do people just love it? And and I say yeah. that the quick preface is because for those of you who don't know out there in listener land, I own a company called We Fix Ugly Design. Right. And people all the time are like, oh, God, you're a horrible person. You've got the name ugly right. in your business and you're a horrible person. <laughs> and I'm like, seriously, A, you're not Jersey a good fit. They are from Jersey. Jersey, okay. Bronx. It's okay. just, it's kind of a default, you okay. know, or they're Jewish because in, in my head, they're always like, oh, okay, boss. You know, they always <laughs> have that type of thing going on. But it's very strange Yeah, because people are so oversensitized yeah. about words in general. The word ugly turns people off. And mm-hmm. I, like I said, I'm literally at the point now where I'm like, cool, you're not a good fit. Right. Ta-ta. Yeah. So where do you stand with, <laughs> where do you stand with shit? <laughs> where, well, I think it's a necessary, necessary mm-hmm. thing. Um, so I don't remember how I came up with the name. I know like the program itself was because what had happened was I had built my own bonus brain. I didn't call it that at the time. Was it sitting on the table yeah, pulsating at that beautiful. point? Or? It was gorgeous. And slimy Not and creepy you know, at all. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I built my own bonus brain that my system, I'd built a system. And I was like, the only problem was I wasn't reviewing it on a regular basis. I wasn't keeping it up to date, which means the system wasn't really working. Yeah. And I knew that I needed to be doing that weekly. And so I thought, you know what? It was around October. And I was like, I'm just going to do this 12 month or 12 week challenge to see if people want to like come, come with me and like meet me to take a look at like their system every single week. And so I think then I might've called it that. I'm not sure, but it's kind of like, like, let's get your shit together, right? Like you've got all these things scattered around. Let's like get it together. Just once a week, just get it all back to good again. And I got everybody on this zoom, this video conference call to like say, all right, everybody, here's what I mean. Here's what the system. And you know, this is just time for us to, you know, check in on our systems and get some work done or whatever. Right. And everybody's like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like what system? I'm like, you know, you know, a place where you're you know, keeping track of all your tasks and you keep your calendar like this and you get your email inbox to zero. And they're like, wait, your email inbox gets to zero. <laughs> like, yeah. what are you, what do you mean? And so finally yeah. I just like, I basically wrapped up that session. Uh, Kim came to the office to check in on me. Like how I was like, how'd that go? And she's like, I got kind of you know, like people need some help. I was like, and I just started crying. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to teach them this. I don't know what to do. And she's like, just show us what you did. And so over the next 12 weeks, I showed people how to build their system. 
And so it somehow became gist and we'll get your shit together just for short. And it stayed that way. And it is like your, like we fix ugly. It's an awesome filter. I've had, um, <laughs> I, love, I actually yeah. had a web designer, uh, talk with me about, um, I can't remember what it was about, but he was saying something about the gist program and it was, and was suggesting that I change the name. And I just said, no, Yeah, I like that. Like, that I'm going to curse every once in a while and people need to be okay with that. And if they're not, then they're not the best client for me. And I'm, I'm careful. If I know a client is particularly sensitive, yeah. like I'm careful about some you'll, things I you'll say. You'll mirror his or her behavior, Yeah, right? but just is just, get your shit together. Yeah. And like, we just, that's just something we need to keep doing. It's, we're never done doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like we get it yeah. together and it's done, but it, it helps filter people out for sure. That's great. Okay. I love it. Um, we're going to take a break in about a minute or so. Okay. So I'm hesitant to jump down another Ooh. another little tangent, if you will. But I want you to think about a time in your life where humor, your ability to laugh with yourself, mm -hmm. not at yourself and, and or at others, has really, really helped you or changed you in some capacity. Oh, goodness. Okay. All right. So we're going to go ahead and address that in just a minute. But um, so far, I wanted to thank you for being part of Shut Up and Laugh. Are you having fun so far? I am. But every time you say it, I get nervous. Like, shut up. I'm like, oh, wait, do I get to talk? Oh, no, you I? have to I, shut up okay. and physically Dang laugh it. right now. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best courtesy laugh ah. I think I've ever had. That's, that's again, that's, that's a little bit of a... Um, I don't know. It feels, I felt a little Kim in there too. That was, <laughs> yeah, she's rubbing off on me. I heavily think, yeah. influenced. Yes, I am influenced. I'm under the influence of Kim. All right. Fantastic. You get to thinking and we'll be right back. All right. And we're back everybody. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Brian Trendler. I run a little podcast here in the greater Pacific Northwest called shut up and laugh. I am thrilled to once again be sitting across from the amazing Elise Enriquez. She is owner of a business coaching and consulting company. And the actual name of your company is? Elise Enriquez. Exactly. Consulting. <laughs> I wanted to make sure. Because, it's really exciting. It's really you know, exciting. You, you, you had a subset at one point, Shine a yes, Light Coaching. I was Shine a Light Coaching originally when you first Exactly. When I first started working with you. Mm -hmm. it's, it's still my LLC. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. All right. It's there still. But now you're bigger and better. Yeah, it's like my name. Well, it's everybody name. kept asking if it's like, is that, you know, so are you part of a company? I'm like, no, it's my company. So I'm like, that's it. It's my name. They're like, screw this. Yeah. We're going big. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, okay. So before we took the break, I hit you up with the question that I wanted you to think about. And I'm just going to assume that it was gone within mm -hmm. 10 seconds yep. afterwards uh -huh. because that's common because we're not <laughs> using our bonus brain exactly. that you were talking about before, Good which job, is part Brian. of your GIST program, which is get your shit together. <laughs> yep. Again, this is why we are an ex exclusively explicit show because her company program has shit in it. Oh, wow. Hmm. That uh, should not probably be on a shirt. Yeah. No. No. My company has <laughs> shit in it. My company program has shit in it. <sighs> it's no. a fun word though. And I have a feeling some people would listen to this and literally realize, oh my God, I can't believe it's got the word shit. And I have to turn <laughs> it off. This is not safe for work. NSFW, they're going to be like starting a Facebook group page, you know, or whatever. Just turning off to people across the Which I say, why are you board. listening to a podcast over speakers at work anyway? Exactly. So <laughs> exactly. So my question before and I want you to think about this for a whole 1.2 seconds okay. and then answer okay. is 
where have there been or at times in your life has humor, your ability to laugh at yourself or with others really changed you or even saved you? Mm. Think about that. Oh my gosh. I don't want to cop out and say like all the time. Copping out is not allowed. All the time. I need a heart-wrenching story where you dragged a nun from a burning building. And then laughed. And you laughed (laughs) with her in regard to her third-degree burns. With her. No. God, that was a horrible story. No, I would say um, through my divorce, I laughed a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Which sounds really weird. (laughs) But I did. I mean, I... (laughs) I needed laughter a lot. Yeah. Okay. And I really give a lot of credit to my sister-in-law mm-hmm. on that. Like she brought the funny, like she brought the funny to my divorce, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense at all. But you're talking to someone that lives and breathes comedy right. and humor. Yeah. So no, it doesn't yeah, no, no sense not at all. make sense. Yeah. It's, it's uh, a saving grace, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's. Like Kim, Kim was there for me as I was navigating all of that, you know, as like a good listener, super empathetic, mm-hmm. super supportive. And, and like I said, joyful, like help me see like what's good in the day to day of things. Yeah. Uh, my sister was amazing at just like listening and supporting and same with my best friend, Andrea, my sister-in-law, Amy <laughs> was just, you know, she would like, I would say something and she would totally empathize and she was amazing at that. And then she would just like pop in a little joke when she knew that it was the right time. Right. Mm-hmm. Like when it was like, like a sequence. all the feelings got to be felt, you know, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And then, yeah, like a sequence, all the feelings got to be felt. I was truly heard. And then she would like pop in a joke and it just was like, oh, I must meet this woman. She's awesome. Who helped you because she's anyone awesome. who can do that is just made of awesome sauce. Yeah. She's, yeah, she is a, she's just a very funny person. She's always, and I don't think that, I don't know if she thinks of herself that way. And I don't think I would always describe her that way. But now that I'm saying it, I was like, yeah, I mean, she is just an inherently funny person. Like mm-hmm. she has little bits that she does that I don't think everybody would think of as bits, but because I hang out with her so much, I hear them and they don't get old. Like, I'm like, oh, here she goes with this again. Like, she has these little things where, you know, her favorite one is like cut to, and then she like makes a joke after that, right? Like, there's some scenario happening, she's like cut to, and I can't even think of anything. Like, Mm -hmm. she's the funny one, right? Like, and so she wove humor into Mm -hmm. that experience in a way that, like I said, still let me feel everything, but then also pull me out of it too at the same time. So you got to experience that from the receiving Yes. Side of things. Yes. You got to be uplifted yes. by her way of taking what you're feeling, needing to get out, to rant about, or to rave about, or to mm-hmm. cry about, or to stress about. And she listened, was able to bring it home, mm-hmm. get it on some level of where you're not hyperventilating or you're not crying, yeah. or you maybe are still are. <laughs> but then she hits you with that swivel. Yeah. And it takes you to a different place. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? It's so cool. It's well, in, in, Laughter and crying, like they do this very similar things to your body. Just one's wetter. Yeah, yeah, much, yeah. much more so. Moist. Moist. Um, well, we both said it. We both did it. Like I just follow right that along, don't awesome. I? I just do whatever you say. I'm like, whatever you say, Brian. Uh, but it has the same effect on our bodies. And yeah. so it's not surprising that it can, like you said, it can, you can just swivel or pivot so quickly into mm-hmm. one from the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, a lot of people don't realize that too much adrenaline in your body is actually a bad thing. It can destroy your stomach tissue. It can cause physical ailments. Mm -hmm. 
And I seriously 100% believe that the cardiovascular experience you get when you're laughing and uplifting someone else or lifting your own person and being out of that pit mm -hmm. as someone who suffered depression his whole life quietly and alone, yeah. um, it, it's it's necessary. Mm -hmm. And if you don't work that out of your system somehow with the breathing and the in the action of what you do physically when you're in that in that mode, mm -hmm. it can, it can go weird. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know yeah. if that's making any sense, but it really really can. Yeah. So okay. I love that. Good answer. Thanks. Good answer. So Phew. I was that that one. I was like, oh gosh, no, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like, purposely no, try like... <laughs> to screw with people on these. Well, I guess I might. But, the, just but a that is bit. the one that has like the most contrast yeah. in, in terms of that experience. You know, has the most like depth of despair for me, and also like like the heightened moments of just of laughter and just sheer like, what else am yeah. I gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> like I might as well just I might as well just laugh at this now. Yeah. Yeah. The ability to use humor as a last resort is actually a very invaluable weapon, mm -hmm. I think, or mm -hmm. a tool. I don't mm -hmm. think it's a weapon. Yeah. It's a tool. Um, it, it can be used as a weapon, though. Yeah. Because I, for example, pull from the experiences where I was bullied mm -hmm. as a kid. I wasn't bullied a lot, but I was bullied really well. Right. Yeah, and it doesn't really have to be a deviously, high volume of it. But, exactly. Yeah. By people who knew how to cut me off at the knees. Mm -hmm. They were all about quality, not quantity. It was quality. Yeah. <laughs> quality I should thank them. Quality bullying. With a, a beat stick, you know, or something. But I turned around and I rallied all the a-holes around me mm -hmm. that weren't helping me. Mm -hmm. And I turned around and threw stuff back at them. And they may have even been using physical bullying, but mm -hmm. I still turned around and I learned very quickly, and I guess this is where it became a weapon. I'd see something mm -hmm. on them, mm -hmm. and I would just take it. Yeah, and You're I would like, twist it's right it. There, there's the blood. and I would play with it, mm -hmm. and I would I draw the first blood, mm -hmm. but it was with my words because mm -hmm. everyone else would be laughing, mm -hmm. and suddenly I'm laughing too. I've taken the power away from that son of a bitch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But guess what? I became the bully. Right. Right. How messed up is that? It's powerful though, but that's that's how power is though. Power, yeah. what is it? Great, wait, something about power corrupting greatly. <laughs> or let's go Spider-Man instead with I great power say, comes great responsibility. Let's just do oh that Oh my God, is she quoting Spider-Man? We'll I got go really excited there. That was fantastic. With great power comes, comes great, great responsibility. responsibility. Yep. And you're right. And I didn't realize this until years afterwards. I had a friend... We met up for coffee or God knows what, five, six years after high school. And I hadn't seen him for that many years. And he was like, dude, I'm so glad you don't do that stuff. And we were on the subject of like, oh, what's Chris doing or what's, you know, Joe, Joe doing or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I, I had to circle back. I'm like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. And he was like, you, you were brutal. And I, oh. and I had no idea what yeah. he was talking about. And it crushed me. Yeah. You're like, I was protecting myself. Yeah. Yeah. Because as, as hard as I tried, I wanted to be friends and try to be friends with everybody. I was one of those in the middle kids. Mm -hmm. I knew the smokers out in the smoker's pit when that was still a thing, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I knew, I knew the, you know, all the jocks and I, 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 yeah, I, I was just, I was one of those people me in too. the middle. Yep. And, but I didn't realize that a lot of those people weren't too thrilled with me because right. they were afraid yeah. that yeah, I would like, oh, find that one thing yep. on them. Mm -hmm. And I just drill that home and, ah, right. Aww. 
That sucks. I feel like you need a hug. We have a table and two microphones. I, I know. So it's, I'll just, yeah, like, we'll, I'll just we'll reach just out and do, give you a squeeze. Yeah, we'll just squeeze. do a little that squeeze. Really I mean, it's just, it, it's I crazy try, stuff. It was like a half high five squeeze handshake. I apologize. That was very weird. <laughs> it's okay. It seemed like a good idea at the time. Okay. So let's go ahead yes. and flip this. We're okay. going to go off on a different tangent, but because of what you do, how you do, I think you're going to have some really cool insights. Um, what do you say no that pressure. right now? Yeah, no <laughs> pressure at all. I, I, everybody, um, she's actually crying right now. Um, what do you think right now is the biggest problem that you see with business owners today? And this has to do with some of the things about how they address and deal with humor. And even again, we, we preface this before we started the broad, the, the broadcast today about even the me too movement, et cetera. But I ask that because you help business owners organize focus and you're, you have this genius of getting folks to surrender their shitty systems mm -hmm. and that's tough, but how do you get people to actually surrender and change based off of all the stuff going on today? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think what business people are struggling with, and I would say, especially female business owners, but definitely all business owners is just expecting too much of themselves, which yeah. sounds like a weird thing for a coach to say, because I'm all about helping you become better and move you forward and create breakthroughs. I mean, that's the name of my my year long coaching program is your breakthrough year, right? Like, yeah. yes, for sure. But sometimes those breakthroughs are about focus, right? Sometimes those breakthroughs are about, you can't do it all just because you can do everything. Doesn't mean you should do everything. Right. Yeah. And so I feel like business owners are trying to do everything. They're throwing whatever they can at the wall to see if it sticks, but they're not even seeing if it sticks. They're throwing the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. It turns out something stuck and you weren't paying attention because yeah. you're like off on this. They're trying thing. all these programs and all these yeah. spreadsheets and all these techniques and yeah. spending 54.95 for this and downloading it, never opening it yep. or whatever. And, invest in, and that's the, that's the other thing is investing in technology before they know how they're going to use it. So especially with my folks that I work with in the real estate world, there's a lot of, um, Oh gosh, what are they called? CRMs out there, right? Yeah. Uh, client relationship management systems, right? So there are all these different tools and technology to manage that or to manage leads or to manage this. And, and they don't even know how they want to handle the person that is their client, the yeah. person that is a lead, because they're just thinking of it as these data points in a, in a system and not thinking about how do I actually want to engage and show up with people. So then they invest in technology thinking technology is going to solve it, but technology is just a tool. So unless mm -hmm. you know how you want to use that tool, you're not going to use it. It's not going to be effective. And, and so that, and, that and would be the other thing. You, you dive a bit into their personalities as well, yeah. too, don't you? Yeah. You're, you're still using your, the Myers-Briggs training? Myers-Briggs and Enneagram. Because that really sure. helps define where they're going to go and at the same time keep their shit together upstairs mm -hmm. simultaneously, right? Well, it's about knowing how you're wired. Just yeah. like, just know how you're wired, accept that, embrace that work with that mm -hmm. instead of against it. So that's how I look at the Myers-Briggs assessment is like, it helps you understand, you know, where you get your energy from, how you make decisions, whether or not you're somebody who likes to make decisions or likes to keep things loose and open to change. So knowing that about yourself is really important so that when you are somebody who doesn't like making decisions and suddenly you're forced to make a bunch of them, you know, that's going to be hard for you and you might need some support in that, or you might need rest from that, or you might need, you know, extra thinking time, whatever that might be. And then there's the Enneagram and the Enneagram is like magic, painful <laughs> work because the way that it's described. It sounds horrible. It is, it's horrible, <laughs> but it's the most life-changing thing I ever did. Hmm. It's all about, um, they, they, I can't remember who says it, but it's like, it, they say it's not about putting you in a box. It's about describing the box that you're already in so you can get out of it every once in a while. Yeah, tell that to Schrodinger's cat. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's all about it's all about the fact that we have access to these nine different perspectives mm-hmm. and how we can operate in the world. And we picked one of them to keep us safe. And when we keep pick that one to keep us safe, it motivates mm-hmm. everything that we do. It's basically what's operating under the hood. And Is so, that what you did to me? Or was or no, did I just do, do the Myers-Briggs? You just did Myers-Briggs. Because I'm yeah. ENFJ, baby. Yeah, you are. I, st- I don't even remember your, what that means anymore. I'm already but curious still. about your Enneagram type, though, oh. but I'm not going to guess. We'll do that. Show we'll, me your we'll Enneagram. I'll show you mine. I'm a nine. I'll show you mine. I'm a nine. Oh, I'm, an Enneagram. Wow. I'm the peacekeeper. Yeah, I still hate labels, so I'm going to fight you on that. I well, still hate the act of being labeled and realizing that I'm something and, oh, my God, those questions actually got me to this and I relate to it. And I know I'm fighting it. So with Myers-Briggs, you're not an ENFJ. You prefer ENFJ. You prefer extroversion. You prefer intuition. You prefer feeling. You prefer judging, right? So it's oh. not that you are those things. It's that you prefer those things. I've been so saying I'm about, an ENFJ all those years. Everybody does. But it's about preferences. So it's so not supposed to be a label. You prefer ENFJ. Oh. That's the perspective you take. With, I'm so with, confused. With, My entire world now is collapsing. <laughs> I hope any, you realize that. With Enneagram, I do say that I'm a nine. But the whole point of knowing that I'm <laughs> a nine is- Hey, how you doing? I'm a nine. I'm a nine. How you doing? It's not about saying that because I'm a nine, I am this way. It's mm-hmm. saying that because I'm a nine, I need to be careful about these things. Because I'm a nine, I bring this to the table. Yeah. And and I'm almost a 10. Well, yeah, I'm a, I'm just well, saying. I am a 10, whatever. <laughs> but it's, okay. it's just right. knowing it's knowing the box that you're in and okay. saying like, okay, be careful. That box, that box keeps you from things yeah. you really want in the world. And so you need to know what those things are, what gets in your way. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Can you briefly, and this might be oh asking gosh, a lot. You want me to do briefly anything? Can you, <laughs> that's a good point. I'm just going to skip that question yeah, completely. Just it. Tell me about the fixer, the dreamer, and the whirlwind. Well, oh gosh. <laughs> that is all about get your shit together, right? Yeah. Those are, those are three yeah. inherent personalities yeah. that you cater toward, yeah. correct? Yeah. So Through this program. It's really that. Usually all of us are one of those. Like we're and, and a lot of people are like, I'm two of those. I'm like, I don't care how many of them you are. Mm-hmm. Like it's something that you might want to consider working on. So Wait, are you telling me that right now? Or are you talking about hypothetical uh, persons we'll just say a sitting hypothetical in front of you? you. What's, okay. the, what's that you called? The like um, universal you or the whatever? No idea, you? but I'm being very uncomfortable right now. Some English and, and judged. English uh, major out there knows exactly what I'm trying to say, but I'm I'm missing it. But uh the fixer, the dreamer, and the whirlwind. So the fixer. Uh, is me. <laughs> so the fixer is kind of like, sure, I got it. I got it. I got it. And they kind of, they can, they just jump in and they try to fix everything for everybody okay. else. And their own thing is constantly kind of getting left uh, the side back burner. That's right? kind of me. Okay. Yeah. The dreamer is like the next idea and the next idea and the next idea and the next idea and the next idea. And sure. they are overwhelmed by all of their ideas. And they even start some of them, but there's just always new inspiration that's constantly striking and pulling them. Do they ever finish track. anything? Oftentimes, no. Yeah. Okay. They'll get okay. something maybe launched, but not sustained and maintained. Right. All right. And so, um, so there's a, is it because they're like, look squirrel Yeah. off? Oh, okay. okay. And they're, and they're, they can be legit good ideas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so the key with them is knowing that their bonus brand can hold all of their ideas. They don't have to act on all of them, but because mm. it's like, they are afraid they're going to lose them. So they start acting on them and you don't have to, you can just have a place to hold them, consider them, mm-hmm. come back to them. Okay. And put them in play when you want. And then and the whirlwind. The whirlwind. They're fun. I love the whirlwind. The whirlwind is a little bit Kim Hope. But uh <laughs> she she helped stop ins- listening, Kim. She she <laughs> helped inspire the whirlwind a little bit, uh, among other people, of course. But the whirlwind, they're kind of just like they're so in the moment that they're just like, sure, yeah, like that sounds cool. And they're agreeing to things, not the way the fixer does. The fixer really wants to help fix things and make mm-hmm. things better. 
the whirlwind just is like so excited about everything that they're just saying yes to things that they like I, Kim and I would be somewhere and somebody be inviting us to something and just like, Oh my God, that sounds great. Yeah. We'll totally do it. I'm like, Maybe we're out of the country um, on that day. Like we're not I'm looking, going to Switzerland. Yeah, I'm looking like at my calendar, of course, going like, uh. And so they tend to kind of have a lot of stuff everywhere. There's lots of piles. Stuff gets shoved into drawers. They're kind of like, I'll think about that later because they're always in the now. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. And all of them need a bonus brain. All of us need the bonus brain. Yeah. You know, to me, that seems like almost a bank mm-hmm. versus a brain if that makes any <laughs> sense. Bank. Like, like you're always putting something in that yeah. account, right? You're always yeah. able to make those withdrawals when you need to, yeah. but you know, you're not getting decent interest on it. So really <laughs> it can just sit there and rot this simultaneously. Is going in a yeah. Weird way. Okay. Yeah. I think bonus print is better okay, in, well, yeah, in hindsight. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm going to flip a few things around okay. now, actually, because of where you went with that. Um, you got to experience, and we're incredibly thankful for it, um, you and Kim, actually, yeah. the Laugh Tech program. Yes. And for those of you who don't know, I uh, I own a business called uh, Laugh Tech, Learn About Funny Techniques, and we teach people to become better speakers, more comfortable speakers. We're engagement specialists. We want people to bring out the funny that's inside them or that's been beaten down by HR or whatever the case is, <laughs> and, and allow you to become a better, more likable speaker using humor and more profitable and more likely to be asked back and more likely to be remembered because you're using humor as a tool and not a weapon. And it's a seven week course that we take people through and you and Kim were an absolute goddamn joy. We crushed it. You crushed it. (laughs) It was, it was, it was unbelievable. And we got to help bring out a side of you that I think was always there. Mm -hmm. And we got to see you initially start the workshop series you were kind of hesitant. Uh-huh. Oh, I you, was scared you were you as were hell. fighting it. I and, was so and I scared. saw the fear. Yeah. And and then you you literally about midway through, and thank God it's only seven week course, right? It's like, come on, hurry, catch the frick up, come woman. On, um something happened and your mind kind of got blown. You yeah. something, I don't even know what it was, but something happened and you changed and you embraced it. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about your experience, if you're willing. And if you have anything you can share about what if Kim's- What if I wasn't? What if I'm like, I'm yeah, not like, this thing willing. This sucked, man. This was horrible. I'm not willing to share. Well, you don't have to. In that uh, case, we'll no. just end early. And, I'm know. totally willing to share. Okay. Uh, I Yeah, I was scared. I was scared coming into it. I like to appear all pulled together mm-hmm. and on top of oh, things. Oh, you got your shit together? Yeah, I got my okay. shit together. And so it's hard. So, it, and it's not even that. So- um, what I've noticed, my pattern is, is that I'll go through something hard and difficult and be totally willing to share about it after it's all done and I got it all figured out and we're yeah. all good again. Yeah. Going through something with people watching me, no, thank you. Like PE was my nightmare. Like yeah. learning how to do any kind, like learning, you know, having to be at bat. It was the worst. Like to learn how to hit a ball, you know, in baseball and PE was horrible because people had to watch me figure out how to do it and it was just terribly embarrassing to me. So I hate like failing in front of people or, you know, the way I think it was failing in front of people. And so that's why I came into it with so much fear. It was like, I'm going to be doing this thing in front of people. I'm going to be learning <laughs> and doing stuff in front of people. Yeah. I loved it though. Like I loved doing the improv games that we did. I love doing, I forget what's like where we toss the ball. It's curveball. Curveball. Yep. Um, I love doing curveball. Like I feel a little bit better when I'm doing something improvisationally than when I'm doing something in a planned way, 
Because if I have to do it in a planned way where it's like a speech or a presentation, then I can screw that up. Whereas improvisation mm -hmm. is improvisation. You kind of can't screw that up. You really can't. Unless you say no, right? Is that how it works? <laughs> Basically, yeah. But so, we didn't allow no. Yeah. So. And so I keep to it with a lot of fear. And I, I really just think a, a lot of it was that you guys created a safe space. Like I felt safe trying things out there. That was number one. Number two was that you really did have a system, right? Like you were really truly teaching techniques that we got to try and test mm -hmm. in front of each other and that everybody's trying them and it was just really fun. Yeah. But we really were trying things, right? So now I forget how the sequence goes because it's seen. Uh, or no, no, but I'm saying, um, the, Oh, the, uh, the, the uh, uh, a sequence pivot. itself, which is simple, simple swivel. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And like, that's like one of the, like my favorite, like basic ways to you killed that humor into yeah. Yeah. things. And so that was really fun. And, but, but what was challenging for me, which was much easier for Kim, right. Was using my body and using sound effects. Right. And so that was by the time graduation hit, like, I don't think I use sound effects as much as I did use the stage more. Yeah than I did at the beginning. But just so you know, what you did, which was brilliant, is you didn't need sound effects, right. like the sounds right. or the, <laughs> you, you didn't need any, you didn't, you didn't need someone dropping a beat in the right. background. You weren't beatboxing. But oh, I did, I did. You use used, one. yeah, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I no. totally, I did the Wayne's World. You did, I was going to say, you actually took us back in time. Uh -huh. You did the Wayne's World. Uh -huh. And, but what you did a lot is you had decibel. You went up and you had, you, you went down. Mm -hmm. Um, it was, it was the highs and the lows mm -hmm. and there were times when you got emotional, you used I sensation did. a lot. You yeah. brought in a, a minute level of physicality. You weren't like jumping on the stage going, I'm sad, Ray. It wasn't mm -hmm. something like that, mm -hmm. but you had this amazing way, especially during the eight minute presentation, which was a graduation, um, efforts all culminated together. Um, you hit it out of the park because you touched upon all of the techniques. You literally spent you seven told, weeks you getting your, do, getting your, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> you really, really embraced it. Kim oh, did thanks. as well. Yeah. And it was fascinating to watch her go through the, I'm not sure how I'm going to do this because yeah. I'm going through a number of transitions in my business world, in my careers. And I hope she actually enjoyed it. Um, she she it seemed hard. to. We thought she was brilliant. Yeah, she was brilliant, and it was it was hard for her because I know that every time we went, she struggled with yeah. it. Yeah, and it, like with like, what am I going to talk about? Yeah. What am I going to present? And then I loved her eight minute that she did, and so and it I loved it because it was it was from the heart, and it's how she really feels like she wanted to do an eight minutes that would have people respect. Yeah. the massage therapy industry yeah, more absolutely. than they do. And I thought she was very effective at it. So it was yeah. very, I'm biased. I know I'm biased, but the rest of the audience seemed to think so too. <laughs> Good. What do you think you're using still now with your clients, now with mm -hmm. who you're talking with every day, how you meet people for the first time? I totally do the whole sequence thing. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. I totally plug that in. In fact, love um, hearing that. I'm working on a presentation for next week and Kim was doing, uh, helping me out with it. And so she was making sure to, to, you know, like make sure there's comedy in here, make sure there's humor in here, make sure like you're going for the laugh here and there. Yeah. And I think having those unexpected humor moments when you're kind of like with my sister-in-law and I, right? Like I'm, when I'm bringing somebody in the depth of something and then just like pop in the humor right yeah. at the end, it's, I think it's just really powerful. So I think I use it as like punctuation points. I love the fact that you've brought in the, um, story it's about her throughout this entire podcast because selfishly that's a perfect example of once again people are that are doing this stuff mm -hmm. 
all the time. You don't realize it until you go to a class like Laugh Tech. Mm-hmm. And for the record, this is not a pitch for a Laugh Tech course. Never mind. Don't listen but to any of this totally stuff. Sign up. But you totally should. Yeah, because people go through the experience and they realize, oh my God, I'm doing some of this stuff already. Mm -hmm. This is what I can do even better. So that's where a lot of people have those epiphanies. Yeah, it 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 it, it's a really neat thing. So I I wanted to thank you for being part of that. Um, Okay, last question, and this is kind of more of a statement, um, (laughs) but I need you to understand something. Okay, do you understand and realize the impact that you have on people, namely me? But other people as well. I don't know if you understand how much I love and adore you because of where you helped me in my life. And I needed that accountability and I needed someone to kick my ass and say, do this. And why didn't you do this? And what is wrong with you, Brian? What's what got in the way (laughs) this time? What was the excuse? (laughs) No, but you could have. But tell me more. (laughs) Because you have a method and a style to you that is tough, but loving brutal but concise mm-hmm. supportive and also i will leave you if you don't do this <laughs> yeah and y- you know what that that in itself is almost a reverse psychology version of what shut up and laugh stands for because mm-hmm. you got me to shut up and be responsible mm-hmm. for my own business and to put my shit aside my personal stuff mm-hmm. my fears even some of my aspirations, because they weren't the right ones at the right time. Right. You got me to put those into my bonus brand that I didn't even know was being developed. <laughs> right? Yeah. And you did it. Oh, thank you. And you did a brilliant job. And I'm not saying I'm a multi-million dollar now and I don't need any of this stuff. But no, but what you did is you got me back on track. Thanks. And I can only imagine because you're now doing this on such a higher level with such a way better together clientele than my sorry ass. That's those many years Whatever. ago. <laughs> But you're doing it and you're still doing it and you're affecting people. Thanks. And I want to make sure that if you don't realize that, I want you to. I oh, want you to embrace you. that because you're brilliant. You have a genius that I adore. And I'm thrilled to have had you on my show because we only, we only got about three minutes left. And this time is for you. Oh, I man. want you to say anything you want to. Uh, actually, I lied. I forgot. We have the three questions to take oh, you through yeah, as well, it, but it. we have a quick plug time. Okay? okay. I want you to tell us what's coming up. Oh, okay. So what's coming up is I mentioned your breakthrough year. It is a year long program that is all about uh, bring helping women who are tired and fed up and they are ready to claim sovereignty in their life again. And they want to break through and take things to the next level. So that is what I'm all about right now is bringing people into that program because I am crazy passionate about it. And yes, there's another round. Brian's trying to help me out by saying just is coming up. There's another round of just coming up, but uh, that's, it's important. And I love just, and the impact right now that I want to have is with women claiming their sovereignty again in their life and in their business. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, and I'll post information online as far as how you can get to her program and find out more. But now we're going to have our James Lipton nod. Okay. Hey. You've got mere seconds to answer these okay. questions. So Speed I just want to have some fun with you. What is one of your biggest pet peeves? Oh, we talked about it before we started recording, hearing people eat. I, okay. I hate, I like when I see corn on the cob on the menu or at a dinner table, I just cry. You inside. have to go. Yeah. You I'd can't like, be near peace it. Out. Thanks okay. for having me. Okay. What is your favorite place that you've traveled to or want to? Oh, Kauai. Kauai. I love- So you have been there? I've been to Kauai and I'm I love the same way. That's Hanalei. my favorite place. Hanalei is like my favorite, favorite like spot and all like floating in Hanalei Bay is my happy place. 
Okay. Last question. If you could be known for one thing right now, what would that be? Breakthroughs. Like creating breakthroughs. breakthroughs. Yeah. For people. Fantastic. Okay. Thank you so much for being part of the show. I need to close out and I'm trying to make sure I get this in on every single one. So I'm just going to end by saying, remember when you're out there in between these podcasts out there with everyone that you know and love, be a witness, be real, be present to those you care about and need, because sometimes we all just need to get together and shut up and laugh. Take care.